Today's episode is sponsored by Tremont Tavern. Tremont Tavern is at the corner of Hickson Pike and Tremont Street. It is a local favorite neighborhood bar. Most people think it's the number one burger in town. Along with open mic on Tuesday, they have trivia on Monday, free pint night on Wednesday, burger night on Thursday, and live music on the weekends. There is a reason everyone loves Tremont Tavern. You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heather Lee Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with musicians and artists from Chattanooga and the surrounding areas. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I am your host, Heather Lee Holt, and today we have Jordan Hawquist here. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Doing good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's the new year, and I'm so glad to have you here. Well, I'm happy to be here. Because you're so influential in the city when it comes to you performing and bringing other artists here, and it's important to have you on this episode, and I'm very excited to have you here. Well, I, I appreciate the compliment, too, and, uh, you know, the city means a lot, and it's been a blessing to grow up around a very vibrant music scene and to be mentored on purpose or inadvertently by a lot of folks that have a lot of experience in both those areas. And uh, as Chattanooga, we're blessed to have a lot of people in the town that have so much history in the music scene and the music industry as well that I just can't see us ever staying in one spot but only growing and growing as a music scene altogether. I completely agree. Already it's happening. Just this year it's grown so much. Oh, exponentially. And part of that is the Tivoli and Memorial having awesome shows again. Yes. And you are a big part of that, and I'll let you explain why. Well, um, yeah, I work for AC Entertainment, and um, it's a huge blessing to be working at the Tivoli and Memorial, both historic venues here in Chattanooga, both recognized as nationally historic registered places. You know, they kind of sat somewhat dormant for a long time, and to be able to go into those places that I grew up around, my first show at the Memorial that I saw was maybe seven or eight years old. Do you remember who it was? I do. Um, I was raised in church, and the first show I saw there was third day. I think we were back probably like 10 or 15 rows, so it was great seats. Um, It was a great show. I still remember the show very vividly. And then going to see shows at the Tivoli, just to be a part of that and bringing those back to the forefront of Chattanooga. Why did that stop? Basically, it was owned by the city, but with the city being a government-owned business, it's hard to balance bringing in shows correctly and also Mm -hmm. taking care of our city. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm glad that they put their focus on the city itself, which they've done a great job with. And they, that's when AC Entertainment came in, right? That is true. And the way that worked out is that Mayor Andy Burke worked out, and the article, I believe, is still available online, but basically he set up the Tivoli Theater Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization. The city gave a deed of trust to them, and then they, in turn, hired AC Entertainment to come in and manage both the buildings. Yeah, and, and I it, guess AC Entertainment was super excited about that. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, very, very much so, and so... One of the beautiful things about AC Entertainment is that they try to make sure that they still make it about local events and local people. So mm-hmm. big thing about when they took 
over the management side is they wanted to get local folks involved with that management who knew the buildings, who were around the buildings. So they hired several of us that are native Chattanoogans, you know, and brought us in there to help it out. Mm -hmm. So it's been working out pretty well. So if you don't know Jordan, he worked at Tremont forever. Seven years. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> and Tremont is so big when it comes to music in this town. And Jordan himself, as a musician, has done a lot to push that forward. And so I guess that's how your name kind of came up for this position, right? Somewhat, yeah. Through Tremont, yeah, you know, we definitely tried to build a, a good music entertainment side of Tremont. I think it's done very well. It's become an important venue in town, too, for a lot of up-and-coming artists and veteran ones as well. But I also worked with, alongside Mike Dewart, Rhythm Bruce. You know, we became very close. He is my number one mentor and has taught me so much. And to um, so many people he is. Oh, yeah. As I say that, names and faces come into my head of so many people that he's helped out along the way. I'm blessed to be one of those and to be a part of the Rhythm Bruce family. So he offers yeah. up that help. Like I was, I had a conversation with Drew, who's the talent buyer at Belvory Room now, yeah. kind of took over his spot. And he told me yesterday that, you know, Mike Dewar reached out to him and yep. offered him any help that he could give him. And I just think not many people would do that. That's that's true. Stand up guy right there. I don't think there's any anyone better. And th that's really what it's all about. And that's one of the main things that he's taught me is that Reaching out to make things better rather than just having something placed in your lap is really important. Mm -hmm. You know, so to open the door yourself or at least to attempt to make an opportunity for not yourself but to create opportunities for others is really, really important. And that's how everything grows. Yeah, and you he know? has done so much to grow this city. Yeah. And if you're listening, he was actually on the podcast in the first season, and you can go back and listen to that. And I'll probably have him on again eventually because he has so many stories from the mm -hmm. Sandbar and Rhythm and Brews and Revelry Room, and now he's working for Songbirds. And mm -hmm. who knows what he's going to do in the future because we all know he's not done. It's so. always something. Always <laughs> something. I'm sure whatever it is is going to be great. Oh, it is every time. So without further ado, because I can get carried away with the talking <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> we're going to play a song. And sure. I'll let you pick if you're going to do an original or a cover first. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do an original. This is called Ohio Queen. My wife and I have been married now for about a year and two months. We got married in 2015, September 26th in Ohio, where she's from. And I wrote this before we got married as just kind of a simple love song. I don't really write love songs for folks. And I don't really write good love songs in general. But uh, this is about her. It kind of caught on amongst our fans, too. People were requesting it at shows. There's actually quite a bit of people in Chattanooga that are from northern Ohio. And I didn't really realized that until my wife and I started dating a few years back and they kind of connected with the song. I was really happy when they did, but I just it wasn't an intention. It was just written for her and it just kind of caught on. Absolutely. But yeah, this is a uh, this is Ohio Queen. She don't like it when it's cold outside see enough snow for a lifetime she smiles when she sees Christmas lights lights good whiskey and a blazing fire every time I lay my head next to hers I lay awake and this is what, what I think of her She 
resonates like a gospel choir more beautiful each passing hour brighter than the morning sun the sun on a winter's night you can take everything that you see believe me my Leave me my, leave me my Ohio queen. She wants a nice house with a porch someday. She can read her books on Sunday. A nice house for her and I. To keep a nice bed for her and I to sleep in. Every time I lay my head next to hers, I lay awake and this is what, what I think of her. Resonates like a gospel choir More beautiful each passing hour Brighter than the morning light Oh, the stars shining on a winter's night You can take everything that you see Believe me, my Leave me my, leave me my Ohio queen My Ohio queen Oh, my Ohio So beautiful. Thank you. I like it. I can see how Ohio folks would dig that a lot. I don't know if, if folks are listening, have been in northern Ohio, or if, if you've been up there, but it's really cold during the mm -hmm. winter. It's really, really cold. And when she came down here and we started hanging out, started talking, and I, I enjoy the snow because we don't get it a whole lot. When it's here, it's here for like three or four days and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Or in a couple hours. Or a couple hours, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. And, um, you know, it, it's it's funny because, you know, everything shuts down when it snows here. And up in Ohio, first time I went up there, there was a, a whiteout. Mm -hmm. People still out driving, still going oh, to yeah. their businesses. I mean, it just doesn't affect them. No. And then, you know, she was like, I came down here because it's a little bit warmer. And mm -hmm. it's, it's nice, you know, to get away from the snow. So... That kind of started the whole thing, and then she loves Christmas and likes really good whiskey, so, you know, and I do as well. Yeah, <laughs> such a good song. Thank you. Well, let's talk about you a little bit and where you're from and how sure. you got into music and stuff. Well, I'm from Chattanooga. However, I was born in Taunton, Massachusetts, which is about an hour south of Boston. Family moved down here when I was two. My dad got a new job. Uh, my dad was a tool and die maker from the time he was 18 to the time he was about his plant shut down when he was 69. So uh, he did that for a very long time. So this has always been home. 
And it's funny, you meet my dad or my mom, specifically my dad, you'll hear a really thick Boston accent. You know, he pox his cock, and I don't talk my cock. I've, I've got a little bit of a southern accent, I've, you know, a little bit of no accent, but grew up here. My dad's side of the family is very musical. My mom loves music and introduced me to a lot of folks, Johnny Cash, Janis Joplin, uh, ACDC growing up, and my dad was more of the crooner side. He liked Frank Sinatra, Perry Como, Tony Bennett. Uh, what a wide range. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. I'm very thankful for the a variety of stuff that they liked and introduced me to. When I was about five years old, my dad had a baritone ukulele in his uh, closet. It was a Martin & Company one from the 60s, uh, all mahogany. And a baritone ukulele is basically the four top strings off a guitar. Mm -hmm. So it, all those chords that you play on, on a six-string guitar are like the root of those are all played on the baritone. And so I started playing that. It was better for my hands at that time. I had smaller hands, of course. And once I started getting pretty decent at it, uh, my dad it was like, you should probably look into getting a guitar. So I mowed grass. Uh, so how old were you when you started getting pretty decent at it? When I started getting good at the baritone, I guess I was about eight or nine. And I was getting good enough to where I could play chords and not really think about so it. So you were mowing grass and making money to make, get a guitar at nine? <laughs> at about, nine, uh, about <laughs> eight or nine years old is when my dad first... Gave me the lawnmower. He's like, well, get at it. So <laughs> That's amazing. I, I went out and started cutting our grass, and then there's a neighbor up the road from us that needed someone to cut their grass, and I think I started cutting theirs when I was maybe 10 or 11. Worked a full summer, didn't spend a dime of it, and saved up and saved up, and then went and bought my first guitar. I, went, I actually bought a Martin. Um, and you were 9 or 10. I think it was 10 or 11 when I bought the guitar. And you're um, buying your own guitar with your own money. Who does yeah, that? I think my dad, if I remember right, put the down payment on it. I think mm -hmm. it was 10% uh, down, and he helped me out. bought it from Blaylock Music out in Hickson, Tennessee. Uh, Clyde Blaylock was my guitar teacher first off. Took lessons from him for about a year, and then kind of went on, did my own thing, and then self-taught from there. Yeah, I bought my first guitar from him. It was a Martin. The model was the uh, SPD-16R, basically a D28 without the binding. That's kind of how it got started and playing guitar since, like I said, about 10 or 11 years old and 32 now. So Yeah, that's incredible that you got fun. started so young. <laughs> I know, it was crazy. That's crazy. so great. So did you have a band in high school and stuff like that? I played in a couple of church-oriented bands, I think when I was about between 13 and 15. And then played some solo shows. I didn't really get a band together, I guess, until I was maybe 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. We started playing, you know, some coffee shops and such. And actually, I correct myself. It was 17. Here's why I remember this. Because the f first open mic we ever played was the Rhythm and Brewers open mic when I was 17. Oh, wow. Who was running that? Mike Dewar was running it then. But running the open mic was the sound guy, Doug Brown. Okay. Mike McDade was the guy who kind of hosted it. Mm -hmm. Doug Brown did all the logistics of getting the bands all I set think up. Mike and all that. talked about that one in his podcast too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was crazy because it was a full band open mic. So yeah. it wasn't just like, you know, solo artists coming up there to play the guitar. It uh -huh. was an ordeal to get bands in and off that stage I without bet. really knowing what they had or, you know, yeah. it was looking back on it, it's a logistical nightmare for uh -huh. a sound guy. But uh -huh. it was uh it was fun and I when I was seventeen Dewar came to my drummer at the time and mentioned that he really liked what we played. We talked to him for a moment. At that time, he's like, well, I've got an opening slot coming up for a band. He didn't really say who it was for, just said an opening slot. And I was like, yeah, sure, we'll come play. He's like, I just need like 20, maybe 30 minutes from you. I'm like, cool. So we got there, and we were told that it was Zozo, uh, which is a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Mm -hmm. Sold out show, Rhythm and Bruce. Wow. So I was like, okay. So we get up there, and I mean, you talk about just shitting bricks on stage. I mean, just... Nervous as all get out, but we, I think we made it through the set. I don't really remember much about it because I was so nervous, but mm -hmm. um, from there we started playing some coffee shops and some things here around. I think we went back to Rhythm and Brews a couple other times. 
remember we played for a um, a surf band, <laughs> but it was a zombie theme. Oh wow! So when we got done with our sound check, they covered everything in plastic because they spit blood during the show. And this is at Rhythm and Breweries. I don't remember the name of the band. I remember there was like two people there, and I think they were my mom and my dad, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they ended up like just spitting up fake blood the entire time and playing surf music, which I guess didn't really work out all that great for him, but it was kind of cool, I guess. So, yeah. That is amazing. And that's incredible that you played at Rhythm and Brews for a sold out show at 17. Yeah, at, at the time, I don't think Mike Dewar realized I was 17 because it was an 18 up venue at that point. But I know Mike McDade kind of helped that out quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. And so, Mike McDade, as you know, and I'm sure as many people know, has. I don't know if he realizes how many things he's started here in town, mm-hmm. how many people he's given the door open he's to. He's so humble so, about it, too. Oh, yeah. You won't find a nicer dude. I mean, Incredible. he's so supportive and humble. and. If local music had a their version of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think Mike McDade's Yamaha guitar should be the first thing you see when you walk in that thing. Because yeah. that guitar has literally been played by everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this town. Mm-hmm. So he just, he deserves that recognition. Yeah, he does. And so many, I think just about everyone has talked about him on their podcast, yeah. which is even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, without further ado, let's play a cover. Okay. What are you going to play? I think I'm going to do a uh, Bruce Springsteen song. Springsteen has been probably my biggest influence and my one of my favorite artists. Uh, we did a Springsteen tribute a few times and we did one along with uh, Tom Petty tribute, so we called it Badlands of Refugees. I think it was half Bruce Springsteen, half Tom Petty. So. I get up in the evening and I ain't got nothing to say. Come home in the morning. I go to bed feeling the same way. I ain't nothing but tired. Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself. I hate a baby. I could use just a little help. Can't start a fire. Can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire. Even if just dancing in the dark. Joke here somewhere and it's on me I'll take the world off my shoulders Come on baby, this laugh's on me Stay on the streets of this town They'll be carving you up all night they Say you gotta stay hungry Come on baby, just about starving the night Dying for some action I'm sick of sitting around here to write this book I need a love reaction Come on baby, give me just one look 
Can't start a fire without a spark This gun's higher Even if we're just dancing in the dark Can't start a fire Can't start a fire without a spark This gun's higher Even if we're just dancing in the dark We're just dancing in the dark Just dancing in the dark Beautiful. I love that you did that because Ryan Keefe, he did the same song. Really? That's but awesome. I know. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves Bruce. But he did it so differently than you. Yeah. So it's so great. But, you know, I think that's one cool thing about covers, too. If you're doing a tribute show, I'm, a, I'm very much a fan of they played exactly like the record. But oh, I think yeah. When you're doing your own show, I think it's a really cool thing to interpret it in your own way and still keep the originality of the song. I think the ver versatility aspect of it is kind of cool, too, because I, I was a working musician for a very long time, and it was a blessed to be able to travel and play music and tour and do that sort of thing. You know, I had to pay rent. Mm -hmm. I had to pay bills. And to do that... Uh, to make some decent money doing that, you go and you play cover shows. And they're fun. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to play a bunch of stuff for people that know the words. And then at that point, you get to slip in, like, one of your originals. Mm -hmm. Like, you've already kind of gained their interest by playing a bunch of really cool songs. Oh, yeah. And then you get a chance to play, hey, so th this is something I wrote. I mean, and, I even yeah. do that. As Heatherly, I play more covers than I do my own. Yeah. And people love it. And that's what gets them, like, listening and interested. Absolutely. What we do is to express ourselves, but also to, we try to supply a fun experience yeah, for people. and relate to people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, you know, going to a show and hearing original music, I love doing that. But if they pull out a cover, American Aquarium, this is a great example, and they're a great band, and they become amazingly successful. They're signed with Jason Isbell with his record label. They used to play Tremont Tavern all the time, mm -hmm. and they're from about the same area that Dustin Choate, the owner of Tremont Tavern, is from. And so he would have B.J. Barm come in, who was the lead singer, still is. I remember one time, I love their originals, but they pulled out Born to Run at uh, Tremont and played it in its entirety, like, all the way through. And it was just fucking amazing. I mean, they didn't miss a beat. And that's what really sold me on that band. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to follow y'all. Like, yeah. This is great. Yeah. So it's a cool thing to play covers. It, it is. And, you know, that's why everyone who I have on this podcast, I have them do covers too. Yeah. So people can listen to an episode and, you know, hear a new song and hear a song they know. Absolutely. You know? Yep. So. I think it's really good for everyone. Covers are amazing. All right, let's talk about open mics a little bit. Yeah. So you worked at Tremont and already know that you have endured many, many open mics there. <laughs> <laughs> I have. And I will say this. Mike McDade started an open mic there. was somewhere around the six to eight month mark at the, at the point that they had been open. Maybe in, even before that. So for the 10 years that Tremont's been open, it's pretty much been a staple. Mm -hmm. So... Been to many open mics, different states, around places, and it's cool because you get to see see and hear some people that when you hear them, it's immediately like, okay, they're, they're going to go somewhere with this, you know, mm -hmm. whether it be on a national level or local level, but you get to hear some really cool stuff. So mm -hmm. you get to fine-tune what you're doing, and a lot of folks, for different reasons, will they'll ask, like, well, how did you really get into playing music? It's not an easy question to answer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. And I played open mics 
for years. You got to fine tune what you're doing, and then an opportunity will present itself. It mm -hmm. really will, and it's not going to happen. For at least for me, it didn't happen overnight. It was just something that you had to work at, you mm -hmm. know. And I think that's a great thing to work at something. Just getting comfortable in front of a crowd and singing in a microphone to a crowd. And sure. I love Tremont because it's a little loud. Mm -hmm. So if you mess up, make mistakes, it's not it's not so bad. Yeah. You played open mics for years before yeah. you started. I guess the first open mic I played was Rhythm and Brews, right? It had to have been Rhythm and Brews. I think we may have done a couple of ones before that at some smaller places that I can't really recall the names of, but I feel like we may have done like a couple of coffee shop open mics. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the first one that we played that we were blessed to be able to gain a show out of was Rhythm and Brews mm -hmm. um, when I was 17. But I think, I want to say we played a couple of different ones before that. But yeah, uh, 17 was definitely the first one. And I continued from there too to uh, frequent Tremonts, um, JJ's open mic, uh, Rhythm and Brews open mic, you know, one played A's Attic a couple of times. That open mic is is a little bit different just in the fact that it's um, kind of a competition mm -hmm. um, in a healthy way, too. They, they, they do it very well. A lot of good things come from that one, too. I believe John Mayer and Jennifer Nettles were two winners of that, Jennifer Nettles mm -hmm. being with Sugar Lamb, uh, John Mayer being John Mayer, won that, and that's how they got some of their first recognized studio time, too, mm -hmm. So which is kind of cool. It's encouraging. Yeah, it is. And we have so many in town right now, even new ones. There's Ryan Oyers doing a new one at Mox and Bend. Mm -hmm. I just heard about that one, too. Yeah, this is brand new on Thursdays. I know like, the office used to do one at on one point. Wednesdays. I don't know if they still do. Wednesdays, okay. Uh -huh. And then Tremont is on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of every month, Grand Falloon does one, the last Monday of every month. Very cool. And Shaughnessy does one at the well on Mondays. Where's the well? Off of Main Street. Let's do another song. Okay. Let me, let me go to the other end of the spectrum here. This isn't like a, a breakup song by any means. But before I met my beautiful wife, I was in one other long-term relationship, and she's a great girl. It just didn't work out, and I'm really happy that it didn't because I met a, an amazing person. But at the time, she had some expectations for me that I just couldn't meet and, and everyone has that relationship where you just can't be that person for someone else i learned a uh, valuable lesson from an artist called eric baker who has written some what he calls breakup songs but they're not the fuck you breakup songs they're the this is where we're at this is fine but just don't expect this to ever be like it was and mm -hmm. that's fine so i wrote this song this is called don't come back to me this is off of the broad street devil records so here we go Said you always knew what you wanted At least that's what you told yourself So many rules and regulations How could you ever find yourself But oh, oh, oh Life took over everything and oh, you thought you had so much to prove Yeah, you said all you wanted All you needed was some time You had your wishes, but none of them were mine I hope you'll find someone better 
You'll be everything that you'll never need Darling, when it's over and done Don't come back to me, no Oh, don't come back to me I think it's time you made up your mind Lived out your childhood dreams So many rules and regulations Trying to find the American dream But oh, oh, oh Life took over all of you And oh, you thought you had so much to lose You said all you wanted, all you needed was some time You had your wishes, but none of them were mine I hope you'll find something better Who'll be everything that you'll never be Darling, when it's over and done Don't come back to me, no Don't come back to me Don't come back to me There you go. Man, that guitar rings. This guitar does sound good. By the way, if anyone's listening, this is uh, Heatherly Holt's guitar. And it's beautiful. <laughs> and it sounds great. And I appreciate her letting me play it. It's my boyfriend and my child... And my lover, and <laughs> and dinner sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, I will say this: um, when you get to the point where your guitar is able to buy you dinner, it is a beautiful thing. It is an awesome thing. <laughs> As I've been in many a time where the guitar did not buy me dinner. In fact, it took away dinner from me, but it was still a great thing to fight through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a lucky find. What can I say? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> okay. Today's episode is sponsored by Tremont Tavern. Tremont Tavern is at the corner of Hickson Pike and Tremont Street. It is a local favorite neighborhood bar. Most people think it's the number one burger in town. Along with open mic on Tuesday, they have trivia on Monday, free pint night on Wednesday, burger night on Thursday, and live music on the weekends. There is a reason everyone loves Tremont Tavern. So, but I do want to say that was a beautiful song and... Just about everyone can relate to that song in some way. So Bruce Springsteen is a big influence on your life. Springsteen in particular because, as millions of people can, relate to his tunes. One thing that's very important to me is that I, I never wanted I never was in a place where I needed or wanted anything growing up. But my family was not wealthy or well off. My dad worked very hard. And to have that influence of a blue-collar person like Springsteen who grew up around factories and grew up around places mm -hmm. where people just work 14, 15 hour shifts for family to provide for them so they can put food on the table. That's mm -hmm. important to me. 
And, you know, he was one. Tom Petty uh, is another one. I just love his songwriting, guitar tone, just everything in, in general. Mike Campbell, his guitar player, has been a big influence on me. Oddly Freed, uh, who is a, just a guitar player, not a singer-songwriter. The way he plays and the way he kind of inserts notes into songs is just incredible to me. And he's played with everybody from the Black Crows to Joan Osborne to a multitude of folks and just a great guitar player. U2, um, everyone always gives me a little weird look when I say U2, <laughs> but I, I'm a huge fan. You know, I, I never get political or too religious with anything. And I know they do both of those pretty well, but I think their songs for me have just meant quite a bit and they've helped me get through a lot of hard times and a lot of good times too. Mm -hmm. So, And as far as writing is concerned, there's a multitude of folks but I really, really enjoy, as of late, uh, a guy named Adam Hood. He's from Texas. He's kind of from the Texas country scene, the red dirt kind of country. And the way he writes and the way he kind of puts things together is really inspirational. And also uh, Reckless Kelly from Texas as well, another one, kind of a rock and roll kind of deal from Texas is great. And I mentioned him before, American Aquarium, uh, B.J. Barham, Jason Isbell, so those type mm -hmm. of folks. Uh, and, of course, you know, like you said, some of the bigger ones like Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, the way they put things together. And I'll always love rock and roll. You know, I've always been around rock and roll. I've always played music just a little bit too loud. And that's never really bothered me. And I think it's okay to be a rebel. And I think it's okay to, to not be okay with how things are, but to come up with a hopeful antidote. Yeah. Know, so. Totally. So are there any musicians around town that you kind of look up to? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned Ryan Orr before. Ryan, I'm blessed to have it as a really, really close friend. And you talk about a hardworking musician mm -hmm. that has recorded more albums, I think, than any other local band or solo artist that I can really think of. And has pursued that in a very, very positive way. He's going to be an influence on folks for a couple of generations. I mean that. His songwriting is just incredible. Gabriel Newell, who's no longer in Chattanooga, but still a close friend, still comes back up to Chattanooga, occasionally lives in Florida now, still playing music down there in the local scene. One of my dearest friends, and I think the way that he writes is very unique and what, what he does is very unique. Channing Wilson, played with Tennessee Rounders. He's done very well for himself, and he's influenced me quite a bit. Noah Collins is another one that was just, he doesn't play a whole lot out anymore, but if you get a chance to look him up on iTunes, his albums are still available, and his songs are just, just really brilliant. And then Amber Fultz, I don't know if there's another voice quite like Amber's in town. It's just this big, beautiful, loud, clear, crystal voice that can sing anything. I mean, mm -hmm. she can sing anything. She's beautiful. And it's just an Inside amazing person. She is such an encouragement to be around. Totally. It's, and it's, she's going to be on the podcast next week, which I'm really excited about. Everyone needs to listen to that because she, she is just an amazing person. She, she we actually, we were in the finals with her in the Road of Nightfalls, her and her band, the Ambivalent Lovers, a few years back. And I was just so excited when she won. I mean, people needed to hear that in a headlining slot at mm -hmm. Nightfall. They really did. And it was just, I think she's just incredible. She so. is, totally. So do you want to play a song from one of the many? Let this be a lesson to you, girl Don't come around when you know you don't belong 
Riding on the avenue and probably coming after you They look mean and strong Mean and strong like liquor Mean and strong like fear Strong like the people from South Alabama Mean like the people from here Take it from me we ain't ever gonna change Daddy used to empty out of shotgun shells And fill them full of black-eyed peas He aim real low and tear out your ankles and rip it right through your knees There ain't much traffic on the highway there ain't much traffic on the lake The ATF and the ABI Everything they could take Take from me They didn't take it from me, no I thought about going in the army I thought about going overseas I wouldn't have trouble with the piss test, no Only problem is my bad left knee My brother got picked up at Parker's Got him riding a new Crown Vic They said that he was moving on a federal level they couldn't make it stick Take it from me We ain't ever gonna change We ain't doing nothing wrong We ain't ever gonna change So shut your mouth and play along You can throw me in the Cobra County Jailhouse You can throw me off the Wilson Dam There ain't much difference in the man I want to be And the man I really am We ain't ever gonna change We ain't doing nothing wrong Jason Isbell tune when he was with the truckers. You know. What a songwriter. Oh, he's incredible. He's incredible. It's so good. It's crazy. It's it's amazing to see like his journey to become what he is now. Oh yeah. You, know, you talk about I was blessed to see Jason play when he was with the truckers and when he was solo directly after that and to see his sobriety take such a positive turn for him. 
mm-hmm. is really incredible. Mm-hmm. And his wife, Amanda Shires, has been a huge help in that. And, you know, and what a musician herself. God, she's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I saw her perform at Bonnery this year, and it was yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. So you have gone from 10-year-old buying your own Martin <laughs> to a pretty staple of a name in town to now running shows at Memorial and Tivoli. So you've kind of like had quite a transformation yourself, I would say. But yeah. <laughs> um, what advice could you give to people who are either trying to start out or just trying to make something happen with what they have going? Sure. I don't know if there's one thing that I or anybody else could say that would be like the goal to go after, but all I can tell anybody is if you've got something that you feel very important about that people should hear, and everybody has that, whatever it is, keep doing it. And to get it out there, you know, uh, like we talked about before, for, for performing folks, there's a ton of avenues now. You know, open mics is one because you get the experience, like you said, the crowd live. And people and you, are so open to p- other yeah. people playing, new people. Absolutely. Know? And I think the, you know, the Internet now is, is a beautiful thing for artists to get a YouTube channel. I'm a big proponent that if you don't have a web presence, then gaining word of mouth is huge. But a web presence in this day and age is huge as it's well. everything. It, it really is. So, you know, that all being said, keep doing what you're doing. Work hard at it. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to get mad at yourself or mad at someone else about something that may or may not matter. Keep pushing through that mm-hmm. and just keep going at it. And I never planned on a lot of these things happening, but I had my, in my mind kind of a dream. I'm like, okay, this is kind of how I want it to go. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say it never really happened the way that I thought it was, mm-hmm. but I'm really blessed that it happened the way it did. Yeah. And – so Not, don't so, get so stuck yeah. on a dream that you can't be open to yeah. a new avenue. It's set on expectations that you don't yeah. appreciate what comes at you Yeah. for what it and is. And I'll be honest, my, my initial dreams were, were a certain thing, and what's happened now are far beyond what I thought would ever happen and feel very blessed to be in the spot I am. Yeah, so. that's it's kind of amazing how life happens when you – Work so hard at something, things happen. Yeah. Something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Something's going to happen, you know. So let's hear some more of your music. This one uh, is another original. It's called uh, Grounded in the Circles. I think as far as songs I've written, I think I'm proud of how this one came out. It was just a good representation of what I was thinking that, that night. Took a really long drive one night and was going through some, some stuff. Yeah, this is a song that came out of it. I think I drove from my house in the East Ridge at the time all the way up to uh, past Pikeville, Tennessee, which was a little bit of a haul, and it was really late at night. But, yeah, this is the song that came out of it. This is uh, Ground in a Circle, so. Driving down this unfamiliar road All my demons come out to haunt me Reminding me of where I've been Where I'm going, I still don't know 
as the road leads on to another I find a hundred more avenues They all lead to the same old thing Yeah, they all lead to losing you I fell into another one of my own messes I feel my strength is gone And baby, I'm done with all my defenses I'll make time to make this drive again As my roots dug deeper Into the mud I've stuck myself in I'm reminded of where I've been Where I'm going, I still don't know As I pull myself out of this mud I've stuck myself into somehow I'm reminded of where I've been Where I'm going I hope is home yeah, I fell into another one of my own messes I feel my strength is gone And baby, I'm done With all my defenses I'll make time To make this drive again So where can people find your stuff if they're looking? Oh man, you can go on iTunes, you can go on really any available downloading uh, site, you can go Spotify, eMusic, I'm a big proponent of eMusic, they do a really cool thing where they talk with artists and occasionally you can get music for free off there, it's kind of kind of a neat thing, it helps out a lot of really cool uh, singer-songwriters. You guys played a couple weeks ago at the Tremont Tavern 10-year anniversary. We did, we did, which was a crazy party, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was it so was, fun, yeah, it and was... I had so many friends come up to me and say, who is this band? And I'm like, well, I've been around a while. <laughs> yeah, we're getting old. We're getting old, but yeah, no. <laughs> but I mean, it's still so fun. It's, it's a good time, you know, and that's what it's really all about, man. It's, it's about just having, creating a, an experience where people can escape, but escape mm -hmm. in a positive manner, mm -hmm. you know, and, and leave there feeling good about themselves. So. And you have fun, and everyone else has fun, and that's what music's all about, is yep. escaping reality in a loving way. Yep. So Absolutely. great. So great. Well... I want you to play one more song. Sure. But thank you so much for coming to Practical oh, Galactica and recording thank you this podcast. So much for having me. <laughs> Too kind. Too kind.
<laughs> this is called uh, Highway Tourist, and this was supposed to be on a new EP last year. We didn't get a chance to put it together, but it'll be on something here in the future. But yeah, it's Highway Tourist. It's a little bit about me, I guess. So here we go. Thank you for having me again. Someday I'll 
now I'm running down this highway Guess I should have never done Yeah, anything my way The good Lord always brings something good my way Now I'm running down this highway Now I'm running down this highway yeah. Oh, 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 yeah Na, 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 na Na, 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 na Na, 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 na La, 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 Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much.